You've just landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. And I write a blog at thelonelydiplomat.com that helps to reconnect mid-career diplomats to themselves and to the world around them. Now, this is the second episode of this podcast. And today we'll be hearing from Georgie Ryan, who wrote a... Um, a blog post in February on my site, thelonelydiplomat.com, called Diplomatic Spouses of the World Unite. And Georgie, as we'll hear, has uh, been a diplomatic spouse or was a diplomatic spouse four times over the span of 22 years. And her post, if you haven't read it before, offers a raw gutsy and honest insight into what it's like or what it's been like for her to have been a diplomatic spouse over these uh, over 22 years now the response to her blog uh, her blog post has been extraordinary and her words have touched so many readers that It's just a thrill to have a chat with her and bring her words directly to you. Let's listen. So here with me now, I've got uh, Georgie Ryan, who is the author of the fantastic post, Diplomatic Spouses of the World Unite. Georgie, I can hear you laughing already. Um, And uh, so Georgie's post uh, has really resonated with so many readers um, and has connected with people uh, around the world. Um, and Georgie, I, I know I've been talking to you um, offline, but uh, one of the, the fantastic things um, about your post is that it is so raw and open and really pulls no punches or holds no punches. It's really... <laughs> um, and, and it's because of that raw, open, honest writing and and sharing of your experience that it's really connected with a lot of people including you know some fantastic feedback that continues to come in um and one that really sticks out in my mind is um something that was received a few days ago um from a reader who said that they have bookmarked uh, your post on the blog uh and have put it into their inspirational folder uh, in their favorites. So when they need a pick-me-up, they go and read your words. How does that sit with you? How do you feel about Um, that? Yeah. Hi, Phil. Um, (laughs) Yeah, look, it's really, really lovely that someone has taken what I have to admit was pretty challenging to write because I'm known as a person who is pretty upfront with um, how she thinks. I do like to articulate it. Um, I've been known to call a spade a shovel, um, <laughs> and I, you know, I do like telling it like it is because I think um, truth will set you free, and that's my whole point in writing this um, was to actually give my personal perspective because obviously everybody's is different. But to give my personal perspective, uh, perspective in the hope that um, someone may actually listen to it, part of it may actually resonate with them, and it will help people who come after me. Because when I actually look back on it, 
I was 26 when I did my first posting and 48 mm. when I finished my um, last posting. So that mm. was 22 years and that is a whole lifetime. And so I like to hope that whilst lots of the things I experienced were very personal and the things that people will probably interpret in a different way, there are some experiences that diplomatic spouses intrinsically share and that's the... Um, the, uh, the dissipation from home and family and the disconnect from work and mm. the career. And I suppose the message I wanted to press home is that we're not alone in this. There's thousands Absolutely. of us around the world. Well, thousands of us in Australia, thousands of us around the world. And I think it's really healthy to share experience because if you feel part of something bigger, the issues that you face, don't nearly don't seem nearly as horrible as we think they are and I'm a very big believer in sharing stories and telling my own truth so I'm really pleased that it resonated somewhere it resonated with um, someone yeah and to actually be a published blog author is quite um, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Georgie, it was a matter of time. And uh, I think just out of, you know, um, uh, just to make a declaration, uh, not to you, Georgie, but to, to the listeners, is that um, you and I, Georgie, have known each other now for t- uh, definitely over 10 years. Um, what, 12, 13, 14 so, Something like that. And, and something like that. When, when, you know, you say that, you know, you've been, um, you know, spent 22 years of your life doing the diplomatic spouse. And then, you know, when we say that, you know, we've known each other for uh, that, that amount of time, um, that does kind of, you know, place us at a, at a, you know, at an age, but I, you know, want to say that, you know, I think that, that, uh, that, that time, that duration away from home, those 22 years, as you say, um, with home referring to, to Australia, um, Mm. That that I think it you, you're just getting warmed up, um, <laughs> and and you know there there is that 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 temptation I guess to go well you know I'm I'm now of a certain age, and you know it's now time to kind of just um, you know start doing something quiet. No, I say no, that's crap. <laughs> you're just getting warmed up, and and I think... I am getting warmed up. That's the very very scary thing yeah. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking everything I learned in that 22 year span and now applying it to a completely different path yeah and that too you know and and look basically doing this gig for 22 years has taught me so much about myself it's taught me what I'm capable of it's taught me how to deal with challenge it's taught me how to deal with change it's taught me how to be mm. resilient mm. um but it's actually taught me who i am and that's i think the most important thing about um about this whole spouse journey is that it teaches you who you are and yeah. where you can actually take yourself so i i completely agree and and one of the one of the things um that really resonated with me is the the, the stepping in and stepping out of life in Australia and, and thinking particularly of your words around the office um, and, and, you know, in the workplace. And, you know, for 
someone staying in Canberra in this instance, uh, you coming in for a few years, bouncing in, bouncing out, um, you know, the, the temptation, I guess, is there for um, for, for people on, on selection panels to go, oh, well, you've kind of just, you know, press pause on everything in your life for those few years. Therefore, you're not as competitive a candidate for promotion mm. or opportunity or, or whatever. And, yeah. you know, it, it is, you know, in that time, though, when you've been overseas, you have been, as you detailed in your post, really, you know, living and, and collecting this amazing dossier of experience, you know, in, mm, and I think in it places like Ottawa. Work things, for yeah. it. He does. Um, and that's the thing that, um, that, a, that a couple of times I came back and I had people look at me and say, oh, have you been on sick leave or have you been <laughs> on rec leave? I'm like, no, I've been on a uh, posting. Oh, and that's the response that, that you get. Oh, yeah. okay. And they and they look at you like you're an absolute numpty. Yeah. And um, I, I guess and, for the for the benefit of the non-Australian listeners, just a couple of things to explain there. Um, rec leave is recreation leave. Is what you oh, take when you're leave, going yeah. on holidays. Sorry, it's all right. Um, and I'm just going to be the the you know Australian to to rest of the world translator for a moment. But um, yeah. what was the other word? Is it numpty? Numpty. Um, yeah, numpty. So, numpty. Idiot. Yeah, like an, an idiot. Um, and so, idiot. So hashtag and numpty, um, and we want to see that go viral. <laughs> and that's um, and that's actually one thing um, that's completely frustrating about being a spouse, and something that I would like to impart to those who come after me is that you grasp onto every single opportunity that you can when you're at post, whether it be paid, voluntary, whatever, and you craft it into your. CV in such a way that it shows those really valuable soft skills that are now starting to take mm. prominence in the workplace. Because, as I said, I don't know how many times I've had multiple tens of people, you know, mm. 70 people in my house while I've been juggling a cantankerous toddler who decides to throw a massive tantrum in the middle of beneficial function. <laughs> and then you've got food you have to cook and you've got people drunk. And it's like, you know, all those skills, whilst not so much the drunk ones, but those <laughs> skills of being able to manage different types of people yeah. are like transferable anywhere. And I've had to deal with drunk people in the workplace. That was years and years and years ago. But that that's what we need help with and respect for is that even though some of us haven't held down a job, and I'm doing inverted commas around the word job, but you can't actually see me doing that um we, I we think actually the tone of have voice a conveys lot that. to contribute yeah and so yeah. um um so that that whole job thing has been bane of my existence for the past however many years mm. and regardless of all the incredible job experiences that I have that range from looking after Royal Australian Navy ships in Hong Kong to doing massive events for the Canadian government in Ottawa, from doing, you know, learning and development in the Middle East region based out of Ankara, looking after logistics for a visit to South Africa for Prince Harry for the British High Commission. Um, sometimes it still wasn't enough because I didn't have the creds of being, for example, a policy officer who'd sat behind a desk for three years and produced 
policy. I don't know how many times I've sat down with people and said, I actually did stuff. I got concrete outcomes. I'm a, you know, I actually did things that had really tangible mm-hmm. um, results to them. But that, but that's also something that comes with age and wisdom and maturity and knowing how to actually parlay that. Because uh, when I was young, I well younger than what I am now. I used to get so cross when people disrespected my experience and yeah. the stuff I have to offer. But now I'm like, okay, try me then. Yeah, I'll show you. And and so that I think comes with age and wisdom and confidence. But but um, you know, finally for me after my. I actually landed back in my home department into a job that actually I had not just academic qualification in, but I had significant professional experience. So for the first time in my life, (laughs) I came back from post and went into a job where I'd had meaningful experience and that was actually recognized. Yeah. So it only took 20-something years, but I got there in the end. I guess, you know, was that... Uh, you know, coming back and just sort of one more question on on that before we we move on. But you know, was that was that by design or was that by luck? Uh, that was purely by luck because um, trying to not make this so Australian public sectory speak, but the part of the department that I belong to got substantially bigger and basically reshaped it. So a part of it that didn't exist when I left existed when I came back. And when I dropped my CV to the medium-sized boss, he then had the foresight to send it to my almost immediate boss, who then basically said, oh, she would be perfect for this particular job. So I think it was, again, um, purely by luck, but also the fact that I... Um, that I knew some people. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know many because our department had been through a, a massive integration, and ninety-five percent of the people that I knew had left. So mm-hmm. it was it was probably a massive stroke of luck. But I mean, sometimes you need to make your own luck, and I think in that time, I did. Mm, I, I think, um, yeah, certainly. That goes to the point of, you know, every time you move somewhere, you're starting afresh. Um, Absolutely. And yep. I guess segueing that, um, that sort of starting afresh uh, every time, you know, you go somewhere, including home, um, yep. you know, or, and, and not including home, but almost especially home starting afresh. Um, yeah. Where you know you you have just stepped out of you know a a, a, the, the, a portal that you know bends the time space continuum and you know yeah. years have passed but people are like oh I just saw you last week um, but um, how how like having had your experience so far um, mm. and and you kind of alluded to this just before Georgie in terms of your advice to other diplomatic spouses indeed you know perhaps starting out uh, accompanying uh, their diplomatic other half um, and they may or may not have the number of postings that you ended up having but what would what advice would you give them um, let me see what advice would I give them um, okay um, 
gee, I'm trying to think back to my very first post and then to my, you know, to my most recent post. I, th- I think it'd be to ask questions, um, be open to advice, which I know for some people is mm. pretty hard. Mm. But when ask questions, ask, um, you know, in the first month or so that you're there, you say yes to everything and everyone because after a couple of months, you will no longer be flavor of the month and people will quickly forget about you. Um, learn as much as you can. Um, and also don't be afraid to strike out on your own after you've been there for a bit. I mean, it depends obviously on what posting you're, you're in because that is easier said than done in some parts. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by strike out um, on your own? Strike out on your own. You know, um, hang out with people for a month or so. Get the um, get the lay of the land, and then if you've got access to pretty good public transport, jump on it and just take yourself to corners of your city. Or if you need to take a car and a driver, jump in with them. Or if you need to drive yourself, that's what I did pretty much in every posting um i was in uh three postings that didn't have very good public um transport and one that did um and the one that had public um transport i wandered around that network um particularly so after i had a um baby i stuck her in the pouch and we jumped jumped on the mtr in hong kong and covered the place um and then the other other three postings it was basically car because there just was really crap public um Transport, and I think it's not being um, afraid to actually um, um, try things out because it's a very exciting and occasionally scary thing going to a new city, whether it be first, second, third um, world, for one of a better word, developed or developing. Yeah. Yep. Um, often you might find the developed. Uh, are um, harder because you start to make comparisons with home. Yep. And the expectation is things will be just as good or easy. I think that's incredibly bad to do because no place is like home. Nothing is like home. And that's because that's where your family is, your friends are usually. Um, you understand the culture, you understand the language, you understand the new answers. And even like we were in... Ottawa, that's basically Canberra in um, um, Canada. But, <laughs> again, a culturally different place to Canberra. The weather was appalling. Language is different. The accent is different. They're just different from us. And I think some people that post, not us, found it quite hard to adjust, possibly because the expectation was it would be just like home. And it's not. And that's, mm. I think, uh, something that um, spouses need to need to be aware of and and this is actually something else particularly after our um last post you don't have to be best friends forever with everybody at post i mean you need to be friendly and respectful Mm. at all times but you but you um don't need to socialize with people that you don't um want to and that's actually one thing that was really pressed home for me. I mean, posts are a weird microcosm of society because you're pushed together with people you might never otherwise mix with at home. You basically, I mean, the only thing that you have in common is that your spouses work at the 
same place and you share a location. Yeah. And um, and that was a really odd thing. I mean, it, some posts I've been deeply, deeply friendly with everyone because for that brief shining moment, every personality clicked and we all had things in common. And yet there's been some posts where you're just like, oh, yeah, hi, how are you going? And, you've, and you're very respectful, but you're not going to hang out all the time. And you should understand that that is not an expectation. If you don't, and it's basically just like being home. As I, as I was thinking before, same shit, different country. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's just like everybody that I work with now, I'm not, the, you know, I'm not super duper best um, friends with. I work with them and we have a laugh at work and we're friendly, but that's it. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's just like, you know, um, you've got that, you know, same shit, different country concept, but then it's often thrown in with a different language or culture, which of course makes things, makes things interesting, as does, you know, as that extra dimension of a difficult um, political climate, security mm. situation, mm. all that stuff. I mean, for a, um, what I actually want, um, a spouse to remember is that life will still happen. Dinner still has to be cooked. If you've got kids, you've got to get them out of bed, feed them, clothe them, send them to school. You've got teachers to speak to, jobs to do, yeah. shopping to be done, bills to be paid, appointments to go to. This um, this is it, right? It's 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 same shit, different different <laughs> um, country. You've got a spouse that comes home who might have had a bad day. You have a fight with them. The kids like screaming and it's like, it's just like Canberra. It's only that I'm living behind a wire fence with an alarm and a massive dog, but it's the same stuff. I'm just in a different part of the world. So that's why I think it's really important for spouses to remember same shit, different country. I think, I think that's, you know, um, uh, sorry, mum for the swearing. Um, sorry, mum. But- yeah. <laughs> But um, it is, uh, um, and, and I think I'm going to have to put explicit on this now. Um, thanks, Georgie. Yep. I'm going to have to work that out, how to do that. But um, you're so right. You're so right. And, and um, you know, life goes on. Um, and, yep, it can happen in a glamorous place. Um, oh, it you can. Know, and, 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 you know, and, and this is something that, you know, is a, is a theme through the work is that the, uh, th- the work, my work, um, which is, you know, that diplomacy um, provides uh, opportunities for us to do, all of us, um, along mm. for the ride, um, amazing things. Really, you know, you can't do anywhere else. And that is what keeps us coming back. But there is the other side of the coin, and, and you know, you and I have spoken um, uh, previously about this, but that, you know, the, the, um, the other side of the coin, um, which is what a lot of my work uh, uh, reflects, and through your post uh, on, on being a diplomatic spouse, um, really shine, uh, you know... Um, illuminated uh, the the dark side of the moon. Like we know it's there, but mm. we kind of really don't talk about it because we don't want to be perceived uh, as being... Being ungrateful. Ungrateful. <laughs> uh, and, and I think you can... 
and complaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm trying. I was trying to think of another way of saying a whinger, but um, but yeah, complaining is is better for for you know um, those who who don't um, understand what whinger means. But you know, it, it it doesn't do to be a complainer. But you're so right. You're so right, Georgie, in that um, the life goes on no matter where you are. Mm, exactly, and, um, and that's I think a very important lesson for people to know. Exactly, and oftentimes it is the hardest thing. You know, the easiest thing is taking holidays. The easiest thing is yeah. is organising. You know, a trip away for a weekend to explore part of the country and where where you are. That's entirely the point. The yeah. hard thing is, you know, a Wednesday afternoon when you know your child is suddenly running a fever or you're you're running a fever. Um, yeah. you know, of, of 39 point whatever, and you're feeling really unwell, but you don't know how to get to a chemist, go to the doctor. Exactly, because you mightn't be able to speak the exactly. language. So you've got to get onto someone at the mission to make that call for you and then probably out of the goodness of their heart take you so they can um, um, interpret yeah. for you. yeah. And, and that's it, happened it, to me several times. Yeah, and I think all of us, and and uh, certainly, you know, has happened happened to me. And uh, you know, I'm very grateful for my team in Korea um, who who would help me go to the doctor. Um, but even that comes, you know, at a cost um, uh, of of while that's fantastic in terms of the help and assistance and people really wanting to help you. Um, yeah. You know, when you're going to the doctor, you kind of want things to be private. But um, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll um, tell but... you what I used to do in Turkey. My GP would come to my specialist um, um, appointment with me. Yeah. And um, and he and he actually sat in on an on a um, um, a shoulder surgery and a knee surgery to make sure they did the correct one. Oh. And I'm like. And I, and I said to him, am I actually paying you for this? And, and he said, no, 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 no. It's okay, I'm just doing it, I'm just doing it. And I'm like, dude, you're in my gastro appointments. You're in my, you're, you're in my gyno appointments. <laughs> this dude was everywhere. But that being said, he did it out of the um, goodness of his heart as our GP. And I mean, it was good. He was my uh, G, G, uh, GP, but he was a doctor and he cared about yeah. it. And and that was the really sweet thing because I don't know how I would have coped if I had to have talked to, you know, a Turkey-speaking gastroenterologist about how I deal with celiac disease using just a um, a dictionary. I don't think it would have, you know, worked out all that well. No, no, so, I think uh, I think it's you know hold the calls that uh, that appointment's going all afternoon. That um, goes <laughs> exactly. But exactly. Um, but uh, but it is it is that that real point, um, and and I kind of just want to come back to it about you know the the life going on I, that I don't think can be um, overstated. Um, not at all. And it's not all book clubs and tennis and coffee clubs, as I had many people tell me. Yeah. It's dealing with, you know, school, it's dealing with doctor's appointments, it's actually trying to fit in some exercise time, it's trying to track down a book your kid needs for school in a place that doesn't speak English. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and it's, you know, trying to, you know, help your spouse who might need something, so you spend a couple of hours trying to find it and then you can't speak the language, so you get somebody on the phone to try and help you. 
and it's and just living a normal life can be challenging, particularly in a place where you don't speak the language all that well. That being said, I ended up speaking pretty good Turkish after I finished a posting in uh, Turkey. So I would like to pat, pat myself on the back <laughs> for that. And Turkish I is known as being quite quite. It's uh, a difficult. very, very challenging yeah. um, language, but the, uh, the Turks were amazing people and um, so much fun to practice Turkish on because they actually know how hard it is. So, yeah. so and that's, I mean, something else to um, start if you're actually going to a place that doesn't speak English, mm. make every effort you can to speak as much of the host country language as you can. It makes all the difference. Mm. Mm. You're right. And, and particularly, um, you know, the, the, you know, our employing agencies uh, give language training if, you know, the, the, the main language of, of business um, and uh, is, is not your, um, your, your uh, usual language. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, and, and quite obviously that's for uh, the, the diplomat and, you know, they might spend, you know, a few months to a few years learning the language yeah. and that, that's open to yeah. the spouse, certainly in the Australian context. Yeah. But and yeah. this, this kind of gets to uh, the next question. It's about, you know, the, the spouses now... Um, and, and I struggle to think of someone who doesn't have a career, um, uh, you know, of all, of all the other people I, uh, you know, diplomatic spouses I know who don't have a career, um, that they put on hold, um, uh, yeah. or, or, you know, take a step back, take a sidestep or, or, or whatever it is in their own personal circumstances, um, where, uh, the, you know, in order to accompany the person on on um, on the diplomatic posting. So the question, I guess, then is, Georgie, how in your 22 years has the role of the diplomatic spouse changed? Um, I think for me, when I first started, I'd not long been in my own career, maybe about four, four years. Um, and when I went to post quite a few spouses didn't actually work or they or they'd come from kind of um piecemeal jobs like you know jobs that they basically did in between postings because mm. way back when i think the australian government used to post quite sort of frequently so you didn't have the big break between postings that we have now and so the opportunity to basically go back to back to back to back was was quite common so a spouse never never really had time to bed down um a job so so for me it's now i think i see a lot more professional spouses uh women and men who've actually left really high-paying professional jobs you know lawyers doctors accountants whatever um to accompany their spouse on posting for me i was a pub I am still a Commonwealth public servant, so I took three years leave without pay, as is my um, as is my entitlement under our Act, which mm. I think is fantastic for me. Mm, and for me my, right now, yeah. As for you right now, but <laughs> um, my professional colleagues had to actually quit, and that's an actual that's an absolutely sta uh, mm. staggering commitment to make. Mm. I can actually remember an old. Mm -hmm. Colleague posted many, many eight, nine times. His his spouse was a 
physiotherapist. And every time she came back, she had to start at the bottom yeah. in the in the health department. They then post. She'd go away. She'd come back, and then she'd have to start at the bottom again. And yeah. and she would actually do physio work depending on what country she was in. But it, but but it was it's endless. She couldn't stay long enough to get a permanent foot in the door so she could get the entitlement to take leave without pay to accompany her um, spouse. So for me, it's definitely um, a lot more professional spouses around. I also see um, quite a few don't actually actively engage in their spouse's duties much and, mm. and that's entirely up to them. Um, I was quite active at the start. Towards the end, you know, I kind of would get involved in some things, but often it just got, you know, too much. I had the kids and the dog and just stuff to take care of. And he, and he, you know, actively understood that because also many posts, well, well, it depends what um, country you're in. Um, some events, they invite the partner and the spouse of the partner and the, and the posted opposite, some mm. they just invite posted. And so it depends on what country you're in as well, is that you mightn't be required to be active. Um, and I definitely see it's moved away from, you know, the stay-at-home spouse. I mean, um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The good thing is is that we now have a choice and you can be as active as you want. If you don't wish to be active, you don't actually have to be. I didn't find that there was any pressure on me to be active. It's just in my nature to want to get involved in stuff, help out with people, you know, try and make a difference where where um, things apart because particularly in my final posting, having had quite a bit of experience prior, I was in a position to provide advice based on previous some um, experience and I think too the fact that we now have this amazing thing that we call the internet mm, mm, absolutely. Um, that spouses can now work remotely they can do education online they can do all kinds of things so I think that's now opened up the world to the spouse in such a way that you now don't just come to post and just hang out of post, the world has gotten so much bigger as have the opportunities. I was incredibly lucky. I worked at each posting. Um, I worked for the Australian government in the first posting, the Canadian government in the second, Australian in the third, and the British in the fourth. And um, but also juxtaposed with that, um, when we were in Canada, I went back to school and I got a post grad qualification in event management. So that was actually another opportunity that I was very, very lucky to have. And because I was on a diplomatic visa, I didn't have to pay foreign student fees. So my $2,000 grad did <laughs> save me like 13000 or something. So, so I actually think the internet has been the greatest thing that could possibly have happened because you've got, as I said, the remote working, the online education, and then the whole concept of the emailing and the mm. smart and the Snapchat and ways to communicate that did not exist when I was a girl. Well, yeah, and, you know, however the kids communicate now uh, all over the interweb, right? Um, 
I uh, know, and they talk to their friends in. They actually play. Uh, my um, youngest plays online computer games with her best mate, who's in New York. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Yeah, and so, and it, it yeah. is. Yeah, I, I think certainly you know technological advancements over those twenty two years, um, you know, have have made that. You know, you say the world has gotten bigger, and I, I think you know, in many ways, the world's got gotten smaller. smaller. It's got yeah. Way, way smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose opportunities have got bigger. The world's just got higher because we're now in each other's pockets. I mean, you know, <laughs> look at look at us. Yeah. We're in touch every like couple of um days. And it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> so. Yeah, and and I think you know even even just me, you know, I'm going to selfishly tell a story here, but you know it's my my podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, looking back, you know, this is the second time I've done uh, diplomatic spousing, and the first one was, uh, you know, what are we now? Eighteen years ago, um, and uh, as a 25 year old, and yeah, yeah. It, it really does like the 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 difference. Um, between then and now uh, you know there was skype yeah. back then but um yeah i didn't have skype i had a fax yeah well yeah yeah well no sh- i had yeah. a fax <laughs> and i sent my first email to the defense attache in beijing from the australian consulate general in hong kong in 1996 i'm sure they've still got that on file up there too they probably still <laughs> <on> file, <laughs> It's probably framed now. They're like this famous lady who wrote a great post on a blog, uh, and yeah, they've, exactly. They've dug it My out of the archives somewhere. But yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly, um, uh, I think you're right. Um, where you know, there's um, quite a lot on the internet about you know the role of spouses being seen and not heard, um, and uh, where. This is particularly diplomatic spouses being seen and not on, not heard, and and yeah. being the I guess the plus one uh, on the invitation, and that's that's sort of the the nature of my next question, um, which is around identity um, and mm-hmm. maintaining your sense of who you are. Um, you know, during that time overseas and and back in in Australia, but maintaining that sense or or even finding who you are, mm. um, mm-hmm. you know, using those those experiences that you have in in all those really diverse places that uh, that you've lived. But how do you how how have you and how are you? Um, you know, knowing that you're only just getting warmed up now. Um, <laughs> then I'm dealing with being the plus one. Yeah, well, it, it, it's, it's you know, uh, using the present progressive uh, tense of, of how are you. <laughs> how are, how have you and how are you um, maintaining okay, well, how, your identity? Okay, well, how um, have I, and make sure that you remind me of the am I. Um, <laughs> have I? Um yeah, look, I was 26, 25, 26 on my, on my first posting and I fit into that plus 
one with such excitement. I was like, oh, my God, we're going on postman. This is so exciting. And then there were receptions and dinners and food. You drink somebody else's booze. And it's great. And then you're like, you're sort of clinging to your spouse. You're like, oh, hi, I'm Mrs. X. I've never been Mrs. I always kept um, my own name because I was born a, a, a Ryan and I will die one. Um, personal um, um, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, like the experience took over, and then the ego kicked in, and sometimes I started to really, really resent it because I'm like, hang on, I'm actually here, and I'm a person, and and you know, while it was his job, and let's face it, I was at times part of the package. I mean, there's actually only so many times you can get pushed out, physically pushed out of a conversation, so. Someone can get to the uh, the visa man. I mean, I was literally shoved out of a conversation. Like, I can still picture it, and that was 20-something 20, 20 years ago. And, 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 like, having no one take interest in you or your experience and basically dismiss you out of hand because you're the spouse, where's actually really thin? And, and then the endless shape. Gags about asking me about how many shopping trips I've done and tennis I play and coffee dates and excursions and I'm like, oh. I mean, yes, that happens. But then, as I said earlier, same shit, different country. We all have lives that we have to lead and stuff that we have to do. It just happens in a different environment that we've got this extra stuff to deal with. And I can't tell you how many times. I would go home and complain about someone that spoke to me like I was an absolute numpty hmm. again. And <laughs> hashtag numpty complain. people, we want that to hashtag go viral. Numpty. Yeah. And um, and I'm just like, and I would um, say to my husband, X, X, Y, Z spoke to me like I was an absolute idiot. And whilst my husband, read, you know, was an absolute professional at all times, I'm sure a tiny part of him probably thought, you know. How dare he, you know, treat my, you know, wife with such contempt? But, but you know, the plus one was fun, and at times it is fun. But then other times you tend to uh, look. I got so tired of being. I am such and such as wife. Yes, yes. That just shits me to tears, and it still does. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, mum. <laughs> it shits me to tears because on my own. Woman, I've done my own stuff. I've got my own story to tell. And yes, while I may be here because of this person and this person's job and commitment to serving his country overseas, in turn me doing um, the same, I'm still, you know, separate from him with my own story to tell. I mean, I was, I was actually thinking of, you know, the plus one um, saga and, and, I became used to being sat at the end of a table. I was always the last person on the corner of the table. Mm. And I would be opposite someone who was often a good two metres away from me, so you couldn't talk to them. And then you'd be seated next to, you know, someone. And I can re remember this occasion. Um, I, you know, um, I had my eight-week-old baby with me she was being fed I had permission to bring her she was in the next room and I spoke to this 
lovely chap, and I said, oh, I've just had a um, had a yeah, the baby. She's she's in the next room because I'm still feeding her, and he looked at me with such disgust because I hadn't employed a wet nurse. Right. And then he wouldn't. He basically turned his back on me and wouldn't talk to me for like the rest of the evening. So there was age, gender, and cultural um, differences that night. So it was like the triple, you know, play. Yeah. And I literally sat there all night. No one talked to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the worst night of my life. But then it got better because the speeches um, started. The baby decided that um, she was hungry and started to scream. And so I literally did a sort of commando crawl underneath the table out of his formal function, rolling out the door into the next room. And, and I sort of I got there and I'm crying and sobbing and trying to feed her. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, my husband's going to get sacked and, and I'm bawling and the baby's being fed. And then the thing that was actually really sweet is that all the other spouses just came in on mass, they basically left the uh, oh, on the nice. table and the speeches, walked in, and um, you know dried my tears. They took the baby away, burped. They got me coffee and cake, and told me that everything was going to be okay. And um and I'm just like of all the bloody things to happen. This with my husband's first posting, and oh my god, this is embarrassing. But then the thing that was really nice is that it it was just kind of one of the greatest lessons for me is that. Spouses know, we understand, we've all been there and you don't leave a spouse hanging. Exactly. And and like even if they're not your BFF, you never leave a spouse behind. You never leave them to suffer. You never leave them in a um, corner. And that goes as also for the, um, um, the plus one. I'm now extremely gifted at bonding up to someone and saying, can I please take your... Um, lovely partner for just a second and, you know, spirit them away into a corner so they can get away from, you know, the crap that their partner <laughs> may be um, oh. dealing with and let them kind of play with their friends because, you know, sometimes being the being the plus one adds a bit of a third wheel mm, mm, to the mm. situ- situation and that is something that we just have to face up to. It happens often they don't want to talk business follow there because often we can be actually smarter than our spouse for example your wife is way way smarter than you you accept that and um (laughs) well this has been a great chat georgie until you've uh you know just offended me um, but but i mean the plus one thing is good and bad yeah yeah and i guess that's okay go on so I just wanted to um, go back to how am I finding myself mm. now? I Thank think, you. I think you said. Yeah. Um, the plus one now. Um, I'm not really a plus one because he's um, um, retired, <laughs> which is good. I'm forging my own path, as I said. It's of a very personal um, nature. But mm. I think I'm now, because of everything I've learned over the 20-something years, I'm proud of everything that I've accomplished, I'm proud of everything that I've achieved and I've done some really as you said, some very, very interesting stuff and I now have a self-confidence to actually share that with the with the world, so I don't 
become a plus one. I mean, I do like being part of a partnership. Don't get me wrong. A partnership at posting is very, very important. If you have, if you're a diplomat and you have a partner with you, treasure that because it's your greatest weapon. Mm, absolutely. A really good partnership will get you so far. Absolutely. But also to, um, you know, because it's mutually supportive, someone keeps the home fires burning, um, you know, all that stuff. We've talked about that and I'm sure you're going to be talking about that in future um, blog mm. posts and stuff. But mm. I think mm. I've taken everything that I've learnt, um, applied it to myself, but also learnt how to um, uh, articulate it now. So, so I'm finding that I'm now more so my own person than anybody, than any time I've ever been in my life. And that's, I think, driven by strength of character. Um, have now, having a, and, and um, finding a real sense of purpose beyond the 22 years that we shared. Mm. And, um, and so I think it just takes a whole dose of, you know, self-reflection and comfort in yourself to actually assert yourself as you as um as um yeah plus one I'm, does, that, uh, does that make sense uh, it, it's I, I you can't see me listeners can't see me i'm nodding absolutely crazy um, <laughs> uh, uh, and so that the, the, the aren't we yeah i know the, the cracking uh that that listeners may have heard uh was actually my neck uh nodding furiously but um, right. I think I think that's it's so true um, that it does take a, a, a real strength of, of character um, to be who you are um, and work through those thoughts, those fears that what you do will adversely affect your partner's career. That may or may not be true, but it, the the perception. The perception, which is yeah. as good as reality, um, yeah. uh, is a very that that your words, thoughts, and actions, ill-timed, yeah. accidental, deliberate, whatever it is, will yeah. reflect badly. Um, yeah, can subdue um, uh, a a spouse's behaviour. Um, yeah, and that being said, I have definitely seen the behaviour that has caused a problem for a diplomat's career. I have seen it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have seen it. And like a couple of times you've wanted to pull them uh, aside and say, I would be extraordinarily careful about doing that if I were to. Yeah. <laughs> because you're really pushing it. But, it, um, but yeah, I think as you've uh, talked about recently, perception is everything. Yeah, yeah. And this is, this is a, a, real, a, a real theme that I'm going to be picking up into the future but yeah i guess in, in order to, to to wind this up because we could go on for hours let's face it i know we could it's I know. but <laughs> we both like talking way too much <laughs> i know i know and i'm not going to apologize for it it's it's a real skill no um, other mind no good good um so <laughs> you realize that no one else has listened to this now uh and it's just you and me talking so we probably could go on yeah. for a few hours but we could, um, and we have done that, <laughs> done that in the past. Exactly, <laughs> um, which is why you're the perfect person to have written this post, I'd say. But one last thing that I wanted to ask you, um, and it picks up something 
you know that that the story that you said about um, you know with with your eight week old daughter um, and the spouses then rallying around you um, when you clearly were having a very tough time of it and and were in a pretty difficult situation like physically and and mentally and emotionally yeah. um, and and that Hormone, of, and can I just say hormones as well hormones well I, all over the shop. Well, I think, you know, eight-week-old daughter or not, um, you yep. know, that, that's still, you know, that the, the act of someone turning their back on you um, yeah. uh, shows utter, utter, utter contempt. Uh, yep. And um, uh, I simply don't have any time for that. But I want to ask you, uh, like, this, this one last question. Very mm-hmm. quickly, Georgie, what message do you have for the person listening, who's still listening to this podcast, um, who is accompanying their other half on a diplomatic posting now and is, mm-hmm. str- and is struggling, they've read your blog post, they've stuck through this, this podcast to date, what message mm-hmm. do you have for them listening now who might be really struggling? Mm. Um, mm, that's a very good question. Uh, the message is is that you are not alone. People have been doing this. I mean, how long has the how long has diplomacy been um, around for centuries? No, yeah, absolute, absolute centuries, um, centuries, centuries. Yeah, centuries. And women and men um, have done this a lot before, and will continue to. Do it. So my message would be: you are not alone, and it's very important to reach out and don't be afraid to be honest and scared and worried because they're perfectly natural feelings. I didn't have a clue about my first posting, not one bloody clue. Mm. And that, and then and then I found it up to the you know the last posting, and it was just like water off a duck's back, even though it was a fourth completely different um, country because I, I've been posted to four completely different parts of the world and for that I'm eternally grateful. I still had an idea about how I would feel, how I would react, the things I needed to look out for, the things I need to concentrate on in the first month or two, you know, what were the important things, what were the not so important things. So the message is you are not alone and reach out to as many spouses as you can. I would absolutely suggest that people kick into my um, to my post on your blog and also the what's the technical term? I have a thing a on the lounge. A <laughs> I have a thread on the lounge. Yes. Um, I am more than happy to take questions. I'm more than happy for people to email me because having done this gig for quite some time, I know plenty of people pretty much everywhere. So it could probably cover off at least someone somewhere that could possibly help. So so I'm a big believer in a burden shared is 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 a much more manageable burden. Um, okay. and <laughs> I think the next half of that is a burden halved. Um. Burden halved, burden halved. Yeah, I'm not feeling it at the moment. It's too late. Um, yeah, burden shared is burden halved. And, um, and I think it's just really important to... Actually, acknowledge that you have fears. That is half the battle. Absolutely. 
it's not going to be peaches and cream and you walk into like an official function everyone's great um you've got every right to be absolutely terrified yes <laughs> because yes. because you are leaving behind family friends your house everything that you know to be true and comfortable and familiar and you literally do not know what you are walking into exactly and you can be as prepared as you want also the message be really flexible be really really flexible be scared but be but be flexible and willing to try anything at least once absolutely i think that's that's extremely um uh sage advice georgie and you know i you know i know that you would have said that anyway but uh, for listeners i think that message is um, surely refreshing because it has been a common thread in the um, feedback received uh, to date from men and women who are accompanying accompanying spouses um, on on their postings and certainly echo um, and this is almost the the entire point of my um, Lonely Diplomat site, um, this uh, the, the blog and this podcast, is you are not alone. Um, exactly. And one thing, you know, you know, I've, I've uh, referred um, my, my intellectual crush onto you, Brené Brown. Um, yes, who we all love. Oh, I, I, I just, I, I, I really want to meet her one day. I'm just going to say that out loud. Um, but one one of the things that I, I really want to say is she talks about how courageousness is contagious. Um, and what you have done, Georgie, through your post has been so, so courageous in saying that what has gone well, what has not gone well, what you've learned, uh, and uh, how now you have... You're just getting started. Um, so, Georgie, I think I'm terribly excited to see what's next for you. Um, I'm... So am I. You can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I work it out for me, I'll, I'll, I'll take you as a project. <laughs> we'll work um, on me next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... I have a conference to do, so that's my next thing. Oh, good. Yeah, I've always focus very on massive... the work international conference so that's good good well you know befitting your skills but i I, I do want to want to echo and i'm really pleased to say that georgie has agreed to curate a thread uh in the podcast um uh specifically for spouses uh, and accompanying other halves of uh diplomats please and children as well children as well if you've got like children um uh questions fire way as well because i've given birth on posting i've had babies toddlers children teen teenagers adults had them all (laughs) confirming your awesomeness confirming your (laughs) awesomeness in 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 everything you're the you're the jill of all trades but um, i am i really uh cannot say that stress that enough that uh not alone georgie's here to help i'm here to help and as I've said in a in a recent um, uh, in a blog, I am firmly convinced that the diplomatic community is its best source of um, uh, of help and support. We get it, but we have to be brave and say that things aren't okay. Yeah, when they're not 
okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So very important. Georgie, thank you so much. This has been an absolute blast. Um, and uh, um, I really want to just thank you so much for your time today, um, but also um, for being so open, so honest and so raw in your fantastic post. Well, it was my absolute pleasure, Phil, and um, you know how much I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, and look, I am, I, I am absolutely so, so proud of you for um, doing this blog and taking this um, journey because it's something that hasn't been spoken about nearly enough and I think we need to recognise um, that, um, that some people who work incredibly hard for our government have it tough and if we can reach out to each other and make a difference in each other's lives so we can all do the best job that we possibly can uh, I think it's um, all the better so um, thank you for having me and don't forget my thread on the blog and in the lounge and I'm sure that you and I will speak soon very, very shortly. Thank you so much, Georgie. Okay, Phil. Bye. Speak to you soon. So there you have it. There was Georgie Ryan in her own words about what it's been like for her over a 22-year period of being a diplomatic spouse. That was a great conversation. And if you would like to continue that conversation with Georgie and me in um, uh online, you might want to come into the lounge, which is a place on my website uh, dedicated to diplomats and their families um, to get the support that they need to give support to others um, as we navigate our way through this diplomatic life and embark on our own um, journeys of reconnecting with ourselves and the world around us. Thank you for joining us today. And I'd like to say another very huge, sincere and, and with an abundance of gratitude, thank you to Georgie for being so awesomely herself. I'm Phil McAuliffe. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And I look forward to hearing from you, your, any thoughts that you might have about content of this podcast, any questions that you might have by sending me an email at admi at two admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. And uh, if you didn't catch that address, just go to my website and uh, uh, scroll down to the connect with me part on my, um, on my website. That sounds like you're getting ready to go. So until next time, be awesomely humanly you because the world needs more you. in this episode are my own and all sounds are freeware in the public domain. Thanks for listening.